Good morning. This is Lynn with the Shares Good Talk. How is everyone doing today? I'm going to skip around probably a lot today because I'm really feeling my ADD. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I left you off in North Carolina. Talked about me firing some people and my sugar daddy client. Um, that's where I met my second husband was in North Carolina. I didn't do his hair. I did not. Um, he was dating my room. Um, his roommate was dating my roommate at the time, and they got us together. And, and he was a good guy, and he he was he was nice, but that was about it. <laughs> um, but with dating him and everything, he, he is a chemical engineer. Uh, I think he's still doing that job. I have no idea. I haven't talked to him in years. Um, but he's a chemical engineer. And he changed jobs and left North Carolina, Charlotte, and was moving to Richmond. And that's when he asked me to marry him to move to Richmond with him. And remember, I was managing a barbershop and um, felt like that. And then he asked me to move to Richmond. So we moved to Richmond. And uh, Richmond, Virginia is a very, very nice town. I met um, some great people there. I ended up working uh, for a corporation. I've never worked for a, a salon corporation before, so I went to work for Regis, and I do believe they're still around. I think they have just from him, and I think they have um, a couple other salon names underneath them besides just Regis. And they had a great education program. They would have educators come in once a month into the salon, and we would come and. And then they would teach us new cuts and new looks. And and that that was really great for my career, too, because it was more on the cosmetology side instead of the barbering side. And so working at Regis, I did a lot of women's hair and color and everything and enjoyed it. I, gosh, idiot, I was only, you know, 21, 22 years old. <clears throat> Turned down an opportunity of a lifetime because of, my training in New York and, and teasing and the backcombing and the formal hairstyling and having that, being able to smooth the hair out, I was asked to do um, a vintage photo shoot for Bride, Bridal Magazine and I, I'm not that person, I'm not a magazine reader, never have been, I'm not a big on, on movie stars or um, following their looks, I wasn't a big TV person. I, and still I'm not. I don't like, you know, people talk about a show and I'm like, oh, okay. And I don't know. I, I'd have to, client wanted Joan London's hair. She was on Good Morning America. I don't even know if she's still around, but wanted her haircut years ago. And um, so I got up and I watched Good Morning America to see what her haircut looked like. Because there wasn't Google then that I could Google just her haircut. And it was probably the most depressing thing I'd ever watched in my life. Because all they talked about was this crime and plane crashes and just just horrible stuff it was nothing great and I, and I thought people wake up every day and watch this negativity but I cut her hair like Joan London's I think that was her name hair uh, it, it's just it kind of blew me away then I don't know the television can be just extremely negative and I won't go into details of it but anyhow I turned down this is how loyal I am to my customers. I had a phone call like two days before this photo shoot to do for Bridal Magazine, um, this 1940s, 1950s look, and I was booked. I was booked solid. Never thought in a million years that 
I could call my clients up and say, hey, I have this chance to do this photo shoot with this photographer and it's for Brides magazine and, you know, can I reschedule? I never would have millionaires told that to my manager, told that to anybody. I just said, no, I have, I have a book appointment. So it could have took me into the editorial side of life of our business a lot quicker than what I did. But I guess it wasn't meant to be. I turned it down and I went into work and did my haircuts and my colors and turned down that photo shoot. Um, I did work with a few other photographers um, up there for like the newspaper. I did this um, one fashion show uh, up there where Laura Par Lincoln came to the mall in Richmond and because 90210 and Knots Landing were super popular and I can't remember the two characters from 90210. But I remember a lot of her Lincoln because I got to actually meet her and speak to her briefly. Um, a beautiful lady at that time. And these two other characters from 90210. I did not watch that show, so I can tell you who they were. I did watch Knots Landing every now and then. Um, but I, and then we did this fashion show, and they were there to promote the fashion show and MC it and stuff like that at the mall. And um, we had these incredible looks. And because I was not a very known hairdresser in town the one popular hairdresser he got all the credit in the newspaper and all the photos are of my models not his it was kind of funny i thought but i knew that i did the work um i have to pick out that newspaper article and put that on my facebook page and and of what i did this girl's hair was super long and i did it up and then i took it around her neck and made it like a choker on her and it came out really cool and then fanned it out. I really liked it. I liked that I was allowed to be that creative for a fashion show. Um, I did a few fashion shows when I lived in Florida. I worked with a, a few different people there. <clears throat> with Regis Corporation, I eventually ended up in management because they opened up a new store in a new mall um, north of Richmond. And it wasn't too far. And... I um, I was used to managing barbers, which was pretty easy, a lot of men's cuts and not a lot of color. We did a lot of perm on men, but um, stuff that you really couldn't screw up. And I had this one hairdresser, I, she did not listen to me when I told her what to do with the client. I asked her if she knew how to foil and instead of pulling it through the cap because the client's hair was very fragile. And when you pull hair, when you poke that crochet hook through the hole in the cap and you pull that hair out, um, it's hard to do a retouch. And this woman's hair was very blonde and, and maybe she was lucky two inches of regrowth. So the caps never really sat on the head correctly on the crown. They kind of popped up a half inch to an inch to begin with. The client had to hold it really tight down on their head while you're pulling it through, but then they wouldn't always hold it. They'd try to tie it around the chin. It just didn't work. So I told her, I was like, just do foils. Just touch her roots only and just do foils. Um, if you can't do it, I'll, I'll get her in. I'll work her in. You know, you're going to damage her hair. Well, Marcy would not listen to me, and she pulled it through the cap. Well, when she put the bleach on, again, she did not just put it on the roots. So now we have this woman who is platinum blonde. And you got to remember, these products were really harsh back then. They were not as gentle. They didn't have the conditioning agents in them. Um, the bleaches were just very harsh. And we had, remember, we had 
40 volume. I don't, <clears throat> we might have had 30, but I know she used 40 because the woman's hair was pretty dark, but she put it all over that old blonde and she swirled it up. So it was all in on top of the cap with all this bleach on it and then put a plastic cap on her head and then put her under their dryer, which yes, back then sometimes it helped, but putting bleach under a dryer does not do anything but damage the hair. It doesn't lift it any faster. It doesn't make the product. There was only one product I know of that <clears throat> needed heat to lift and that was Sunglitz. And I, most everything else lifts on its own and it, I cringe to this day I cringe every time I see a stylist put bleach under a dryer or color under a dryer to speed it up it just ruins the hair but that is just my personal experience with it my personal chemical knowledge just it just doesn't work now there may be some bleaches out there nowadays that need heat as a catalyst I don't know I don't use them I use bleaches that don't need it, that can be processed at room temperature, and I don't put them in a dryer. It is just so damaging to the hair. It blows my brain. Anyhow, so Marcy goes and goes to rinse this client out, and the hair is literally fused together. It is so damaged, it has melted together with the processing cap on her head. Like like the frosting cap is there and then the, there's a blonde fused ball of hair on top of this woman's head and Marcy is just freaking out so she gets me and I'm like what and so I go back there and look at this woman's hair there's no mud conditioner going through this hair it is fused together we had to cut the frosting cap off her head piece by piece like through the hole so I did not cut her hair because I didn't want to cut her hair ruin her hair then I had to send Marcy to the store to get me peanut butter because I knew no conditioner was going to get this out and I sat there with a uh, safety pin a rat tail comb and a crochet hook and it took me four hours and I untangled this fused mess and she lost a lot of hair I had to cut some out but I saved the woman's hair and I felt so bad, of course. I mean, we did not charge her. I wanted to fire her. Now I was managing, but my district manager would not let me fire this girl. I, because she wouldn't listen to me and she did this to this woman, but four hours of me sitting there, bought this person lunch. I mean, it was just crazy where I, instead of shaving off the blonde and cutting it all off, I detangled that stuff. I have no idea what happened to the client. Of course, we never saw her again. Um, I'm sure if there was Google reviews back then, it would have been a nightmare to see that review. Um, it was just crazy, but this stylist would never, ever, ever, ever listen to me when it came to it. And finally, my district manager fired her. Uh, I just, she wouldn't allow me to do it. I, it was just insane. They were so number-driven. Number I don't know if you've ever worked for a corporation, a retail store, a business store, but everything is number-driven. And, and um, I did. I got caught up with that at one time when I had a larger salon. Uh, I got caught up in the numbers at one point with my stylist and not realizing that <laughs> it's not about the numbers. It's about the quality of your work and 
the quality of your relationship with your clients. But Regis was so number driven that you know, each month my district manager would come in and go, we're not meeting these numbers. And I'm like, you walk through this mall. I said, there's nobody in here. No one's, it's a brand new mall. No one's shopping. No people are walking through this mall. It's not like there's this foot traffic. And you won't allow the employees to leave to go take a lunch break to go talk to people you want us sitting here in case someone walks in and i said so how am i supposed to build a clientele if you don't allow them to go out and socialize and hand out cards and to do promotions and you know me putting a sandwich board out doesn't do anything when no one's walking by you, you sit here with me all day long and you see this. I said, so how you tell me my numbers are low? My numbers are low, of course they're low. There's nobody here. And I said, we didn't have social media then, we didn't have email then, you know, you have phones, so yeah, you call your clients that you haven't seen. Um, scheduling appointments wasn't a big thing then either. People didn't have the flexibility they do now uh, to do that. So of course weekends we were busy, but in, in evenings, most of the Regis stores were open nine to nine. But it was it was a really, really hard job managing that place. And I, I it was a good experience. I loved everybody that worked for me, the employees that worked for me. They were really, really great ladies. Um, except for that one who ruined hair all the time. But it when I left Virginia to move to Louisiana. I did not want to go work for a corporation again. I was just not Not feeling it. I just it was just too much for me I just that pressure of constantly having to be last month's numbers or last year's numbers and have it, Looking at people more of a dollar sign than a person I've never been that way and anybody who works in a retail establishment it's to me, it's hard when you're working in a place like that, that you've got to constantly keep up with those numbers instead of building those relationships to build that loyalty of clients to come back. And so when I moved to Louisiana, I decided that I wanted more of a personal touch and not a numbers touch uh, working with them. I, I loved, 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 loved living in Virginia. It was really... And you going to DC and seeing Washington DC and the sites up there and everything was kind of cool. Uh, working for Regis, I met some amazing other managers because Regis would get us together um, like twice a year, the managers across in the district and so we could compare numbers and compare notes and work with different employees, um, maybe work together on a promotion. We had different promotions that we would do, um, you know, send me three, get one free was the most popular promotion. It was the greatest promotion I ever learned while working for Regis because um, it was amazing. Send me three clients, get one free. So send me three haircuts, get one free. Send me three colors, get one free. Send me three brow waxes, get one free. Send me three highlights, get one free. I loved it. It was the easiest way to build a clientele. Our employees loved it too, because it was easy to tell a client to do that. 
Um, we used to never put a time limit on it, but then after a while we were like, do it in 60 days. Let's you know, 73 in 60 days, because it gave me more customers in 60 days. And, and it, I think everybody likes something complimentary, and it was so easy word of mouth to tell someone, just send me three, get one free. It was one of my favorite things to do. Through marketing is something we forget about doing. Um, sending handwritten thank you notes, making a phone call of, hello, I haven't seen you in a while. We have gotten so into technology that, you know, companies send you two, three, four emails a day sometimes of a sale, but it's never a, a personal note or a personal thing, or they send you all this flyers in the mail, and it's nothing very personal at all. So I still like sending a personal note every now and then or a quick little text message to someone and a quick thank you, a short email of, hey, I was thinking about you. Uh, you know, I believe that Regis taught me a lot as far as management-wise and how to work with customers and promotions and understanding that. It, even though they were number-based and I, like I said, I didn't like looking at my clients as a dollar sign. I wanted to look at my clients as a person. Numbers was very, I mean, Regis was very number oriented. So it was it was a good couple years of my life that I did that. I was only in Richmond from, I wanna say 1990 to 1992, and we left and came to Louisiana. They say all engineers come to Louisiana. And so my ex-husband and I, that's what we did come the end of 1992. I'm going to go into more details in my next episode of Beauty School again and touch on some other stories that I remember. Uh, and eventually I'll get to Florida and my stint there, my few years there from 85 to 88. And then Louisiana, I've been here oh, 28 years and I still like it. And those stories will be fun. I hope you have a great hair day.